It's been, that was uh, really windy. Been, yeah, we gotta look at. Yeah, I, I hear the trick is you, you stare at the next stare at the the person's elbow. elbow, and you never you never miss. That works. Never miss. Never miss. Um, it's good to see you, man. What you what you been up to? How have you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. So I'm working in TV right now, mm. and I have been attempting to cook more recipes. Not really succeeding on that. I usually just succeed at falling asleep before I cook anything. What's uh what's something you just recently cooked? I attempted to make a new recipe for a zucchini using garlic powder and paprika. Wow. So Evan is a filmmaker, but he's also fancies himself a bit of a chef and he's a damn good one as well. Oh so um, Yeah, we make some I've had some good dishes for you, bro. We need to make that beef recipe together. Um, that we attempted to create and can never remember what's in it. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like that's all you. I didn't. I don't think I can. Oh, we made it together actually in, in there. Really? I don't think. I, dude, I don't know what works. I don't actually I'm remember like, what we did. We just sort of talked for a long period of time. I'm like, I'll, I'll lather it in some sriracha and I'll throw some maybe Sriracha's salt and pepper so on it, and that's 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 sriracha. it. Sriracha's good though. Sriracha's super good. I eat sriracha on everything right now. Like even I, just, tor- I'll take a tortilla out of the out of the fridge, put a bunch of sriracha on, and, and sriracha works really well with pineapple, apparently. Uh, I can see that those uh those fruit carts at the at the edge of the sidewalk sometimes. Yeah, they, I love the you know the heat in the fruitiness. They mm-hmm. uh, they have what what was it? What's it called? They sprinkle on the fruit. Tahin. Ta tahin. 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 Is that like red? It's red, right? It's red. Yeah. yeah. It's like chili powder, or is it paprika? Probably chili powder. I don't know what else goes in there. Shit's good. I had some mango with that once. I keep bumping the mic. I had some mango with that once. It's good with mango. It is very good with mango. Um, so what I like doing is I like making different types of garlic bread. Like like the one that we had on set where it was um, mustard powder in the garlic bread. So that way it was more like Southwestern to go with the chili. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Whenever there's a set with you, yeah. some good food around. Hell um, yeah. We just, uh, well, we're not just, a year ago, we shot a, a short film of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, something that you wanted to make for three, four years? Yeah, now. three years. And yeah. you were the person I originally had in mind when I wrote the script. So it worked out pretty well. Well, yeah. Three years later, we finally made it. And one year after that, it's going to premiere. It is going to premiere on here. And, uh... YouTube as well. Anywhere else. It'll be somewhere somewhere to watch. Which actually, you should put it on uh, your YouTube and we'll premiere them at the same time. I'll put the podcast up. Be like, oh, hey, awesome. Hey, watch it. If, watch the short on Evan's YouTube or watch the podcast if you want to hear, you know, oh, no, break, we should break do, it down. We should do the podcast first. We can put it on my YouTube afterwards. Let's have yours be the real premiere. Ooh, snap. Yeah, right. that's fine with me. I uh, Cool. I feel like... Uh, Jimmy Kimmel or something premiering that premiering a new Avengers trailer. I never Jimmy missed Kimmel premiered the Avengers trailer. Yeah, he did. he's a uh, you know it's on ABC, so yeah. they premiere a lot of uh, oh. the cast is on quite a bit, and they have those uh, those fun that makes team, sense. like team team ups of uh, like five or six. I have not seen Jimmy Kimmel in so long. Evidently, I need to if he's appearing the the, the fucking shit. Yeah, uh, he has some. Yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> he's my favorite talk show host. He just had uh, Tarantino on this week for uh, what's, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Tarantino, you when you, uh, when it you talk like, to him about a movie, yeah. it's like he's on coke. Dude doesn't doesn't stop. What are you, uh, yes. You it looks like the, a crab the in the design on the bottom of this. I'm not on coke, don't worry. 
but it looks like I'm dripping. Gazing at the horizon, Jack Sparrow. Um, it's a, it's also a Star Wars glass. Shout out to Austin Bennett. Thanks for that. Uh, First Order stormtroopers. Um, what does this even mean? This is a rock thing, and this is I love you. This is cool. Well, isn't it like a like a Yiddish thing, right? Is it Yiddish? Where you're like doing, you give people the evil eye. I think it's somewhere really? in the Middle East. Don't, oh. Don't quote me on that. But See, I'm I just say people do this at like that. rock things. Like rock yeah, that's festivals. where, uh, uh, who started, who popularized that? Maybe Gene Simmons? Um, well, I got fucking I know this is I love you. Um, no, this is love. Came up this with is I love you, I think. Rock on hand. And there's that. Um, it was someone, uh... Aiden Dolik told me this means cool. But I don't know if that's true or if that's just Aiden being Aiden. Ah, Ronnie James Dio was the man who popularized the... And he said, he claimed his Italian grandmother used it to ward off the evil eye. Oh, evil eye. Yeah. Supposedly Uh, it can kill you. The evil eye. Yeah. Curse, curse you, huh? Yeah. Or, just, or outright kill you. Like, is it like a like a power where you flick at the wrist and the dude drops over? Or I've watched to, the video on what it is process. three times and I still have no idea. Mm. So it wasn't. It wasn't a good video, I guess. Um, but yes, the evil eye will kill you. Oh well, Ronnie James Dio adopted that when he uh, joined the band Black Sabbath. 1979. The more you replacing know. Replacing Ozzy Osbourne. Um, which actually, I don't know if I know any Jane, any Dio, Dio Sabbath songs. I fucking love Ozzy Sabbath, though, so. Of course. Word to your mother. Check out that Ozzy. Um, he speaks to my soul, that man. Um, anyway, well, speaking of, speaking of speaking to souls, like, so this script that you made years ago, it, it spoke to you in such a way that you, you ended up going through all the trouble of making the damn thing oh yes um so i think we should uh we should premiere it and then talk about this shit what do you what do you think i say fuck yes indeed my good man um please enjoy first date written and directed by evan swipe edited by justin hankinson oh that was the that was the short man hell yeah um so uh I mean, what inspired you to tell the story? It's very, like, it's a good message. It oh, is. thanks, no, man. It's, it's uh, anything that, you know, tells people just it's okay to be themselves is uh, is the right, is, is okay in my book, that's for sure. Uh, Those yeah. are important, important stories. Yeah, so when I wrote it, the idea that I was going for was um, uh, basically I wanted to show that, you know, on one hand we've got Timothy who has his opinions about what should or shouldn't be in a relationship. Lots of walks in the park, right? hmm? Lots of walks in the park. Lots of walks in the park. And basically, um, you know, he's definitely not a very sexualized character. And then on the other hand, there is Will, your character, who's much more interested in a very physical relationship. And then Sophia's kind of in the middle. And I wanted to make sure that I don't show that any one of them has the right answer by the end of it. And that I was just wanted to be respectful of all three opinions, which is why Timothy gets the date by asking her if she wants to go for a walk in the park. But then at the end, we still see Will slipping the condom in his pocket and he doesn't take it out. So it's both options are there and neither one is shown as being right or wrong. Well, yeah. And also... 
protection's important. Protection's so important. So there's there's that level to this message as well. So I hadn't looked at it that I, way. I, I like think, that, uh, though. I think, I think we're killing it on, on the message here. Ooh, um, ooh. So tying yeah. in with Star Wars, do you want to hear the story that actually inspired me to write the script in the first place? Uh, it does yeah, tie in with Star yes. Wars. Uh, anything that ties in with Star Wars. Tell okay. Me. Yes. So um, I was in a playwriting class in college. It, it was actually, I wrote it as a play first mm-hmm. before it was a short film. So I just made alterations to it to make it more visually heavy because originally every, like all the text messages were being read out loud in the original script. Um, anyway, we had to write one short play every week. And what I took for inspiration was I was sitting with my friends and she was having an argument with her boyfriend about why do all guys think that Princess Leia is hot? And she turned to me. I wasn't paying attention to them. I was don't know what I was doing. And she said, would you, well, she said, would you bang Princess Leia? And I said, I don't know her personally. And she said, what if you did? And I said, I would take her out for a walk through the park and dinner and a movie. And, um, yeah, that was what I used when I was writing the script. I'm sure she, I'm sure she'd appreciate that. She's she's got a lot of chaos in her life otherwise, but you dig her. She's a very strong, uh, take no shit woman. Yeah. Um, you've seen the original Star Wars. It's one of the first, uh, truly like, uh, I don't know, strong female characters. Let's put it that way. Like she definitely uh, is. She gets rescued, but then she's like, what the hell is this? You call this a rescue boys? All right, I'll get us out of here. You bunch of fucking buffoons. What year was that first one? I can't Uh, remember. 77. 77. Um, I think so. I think the movie Alien came out the year before. Um, or maybe even after. When the hell did... Okay, we have, have to know now because if so, I've actually got something else to tell you on that subject Alien. then. We're getting off topic, but I like this anyway. Oh, uh, this is where... We're, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come we'll back. Come we'll back. Come back. It okay. comes full so circle. Now, Star, I'm crazy. Star Wars predates Alien by two years. So another strong female character also. On the okay, side, side so... Um, but that does um, come after the very first... Um, so the first film that I know of with a woman as the main character in a sci-fi, like undisputed, yes, this woman is definitely the main character. Um, very, 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 very problematic film because although she's the main character and although she's a special government agent, she is the damsel in distress the entire film. To my alien? Hmm? Talking about Alien? Mm-mm. Oh, which movie? No, nope. um, Barbarella. Barbarella. Jane Fonda. Barbarella. <gasps> Dude, I think I You've have seen that. the poster. I think I might have that. Like, I got it. Ariana like Grande a... recreated uh, part of it in one of her music videos. There's an anti gravity striptease sequence. Oh, yeah? I mean, maybe I should check that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I do have this. I have it on Blu-ray somewhere. Wait, I got, what? I got the yeah. The dude, Jane, we need Jane to watch Fonda. this. I made a drinking game to go with it. I don't. Uh, well, no, that's, that's reason enough to watch. Um, yeah, I got it from from uh, from an AFI thing. They, they gave it to me for free. Oh fuck! Um, it's somewhere around here, and I never. It's still in the package. Oh yeah, we should know. watch it. It so. will it will frustrate you, and there are parts that will disturb you. Mm, that's uh. There's also that's naked women. Sixty-eight. Yes. Hmm. Cool. Jane Fonda denounced the film before it reached theaters. 
we will not denounce the short film that you just saw. Well, I hope we're not denouncing it. Are we going to? I don't I, want to. I stand to. by my work. I will stand by I, I it stand as well. By. Okay, I think um, we're good. I think I don't think Isabella's going to denounce it either. Uh, if you're watching this right now, Isabella, and you denounce this, we will be very, very sad. The fuck yes indeed, my good man, is something I've been saying for a while. It's a quote I used to attribute to Julie Andrews. Um, mm -hmm. She never actually said it. Oh. She did say, oh, fuck yes, at some point. Oh. But I changed it to fuck yes indeed, because I thought that sounds more like something Mary Poppins would say. <laughs> um, and after a while, I was like, I like this line enough. I want to put it in the script. Um, and I also thought that was a good way of showing difference between the characters. Like, Sophia's cursing, and um, Will, you curse at one point in it. I can't remember what the line is. But there's one part where you curse and uh, Timothy refrains from all that until there's partway through the, the short where I say, holy shit. And I decided that was a way of trying to show a slight change in him as it's going on. That he starts to become a little bit like both of them. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about, okay, so if you notice in the, in the short, he, you go over like a, a visual, a very visual change from the from the beginning yeah. to the end of the short. You start very, uh, not even slumpy, but just like kind of unmade. Your hair is not done. You got... Hair's messed up. I've got, um, yeah. Um, we Everything just, I was wearing was like two sizes too large. We do some harsh tie. light on you to make you... Make you look extra shitty. Um, that's very brave of you to, to do, you know, being the writer director of the film. Like, I'm gonna make myself look like shit. That's... I mean, I got to look better by the end. Otherwise, <laughs> there's no way I would have yeah, done you that. You had to really make, yeah, you were. Um, um, yeah. But what inspired that, that change? Um, I had only seen, I'd only seen. Usually when you see movies where someone goes through a visual transformation, it's very. It's done to be very noticeable. Um, I wanted this to be subtle, something where people might not even realize it's there. Like, um, in The Shining, the way how things gradually change as it goes on, it's subtle. You don't notice it oh. until you've reached it. It happens in The Shining? Yeah. Um, there are some very subtle... Well, like, um, so Jack's hair keeps getting longer, and he's getting less shaved, and he looks more like an animal by the end. And Wendy's face gets more gaunt as it goes on. Uh, I don't think Danny changes that much, now that I think about it. That's, uh, well, that was a pretty hard shoot. I remember reading that, like, um, Kubrick made made the chick do, like, he, eight takes at one point. He, um, yeah, uh, he was very, very harsh on Shelley Duvall throughout that. Um, thank you for, uh, clarifying. Shelley Duvall. the chick. Um, <laughs> he uh, was harsh on Shelley Duvall throughout. Um, I can show you the documentary that his uh, daughter made afterwards about it. Yeah, because she was filming on set. Mm. This is a this is a very off topic, but yeah. also completely relevant. You ever heard of deep fakes? This is a, it's like a, yes. I haven't have seen, seen this, this video. Right. You need to check this out. This is this is Jim Carrey deep faked on onto Jack Nicholson's face in The Shining. Uh, we're we're getting off topic a bit. So uh, have you seen The Shining? A, no, my friends are in the cool. We have a extra guest guest here. Uh, thank you. Oh. Oh, uh, just join us. It's fine. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, uh, they're getting so real. You can see a line, though. You can see a line right here. Slightly. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, right above, like, in the middle, like, first And then it's of kind forehead. of fuzzy right here. It's a little bit um, too soft. But, I mean, I wouldn't have known if I wasn't looking for it. Here, let's, let's go up to, uh... To when he gets crazy? Yeah, oh shit. 
Oh, they did a bunch of these. Okay, uh, this is the one I, I wanted to show you the most. This is a, the iconic. Oh wait, maybe you shouldn't see this part because this is the most famous part of the movie. Oh yeah. So you might not want to see this part. Is it a spoiler. Yes. Okay. So yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna out. Yeah, we'll 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 let you know when it's done. Okay. Okay. Check this I don't want to spoil it because it's a famous <laughs> scene. So we got we got Jimmy Carrey on Jack Nicholson's face. It's it's very funny. Like it's it, it works. surreal. It, his it's very uh, surreal. Jim Carrey's got you know almost if if not more an animated face than than, than Jack. He's got uh, a very they're animated very, they're, face. They're both very facially expressive actors, so it, it fits very seamlessly in, in terms of. I don't yeah, know, I thought that was funny. But anyway, deep fakes. Deep fakes are pretty crazy. On the subject of doing editing like that, why don't you talk for a little bit about what you did to make sure the changes showed up in the edit? Because you had to do some frame by frame um, work, not only on me but also on Bella. Um, well, so I mean, uh, I know it's not just me. Well, my favorite aspect of getting to, to edit the short, which was a. Uh, was a you know it's an it was an opportunity to learn some learn some new software. So I took I I had never used the software DaVinci Resolve before, um, and I was kind of learning it. For, I needed to learn it for a job I was I was taking. So there's a lot. I, I got to uh, DaVinci. got to do color correction in in your uh, of your short uh, in DaVinci Resolve and, mm. and learn how to use it, um, which included like like your you have a very distinct color scheme for all the characters it was like blue blue for you uh purple for sophia red for me but uh the way the should the footage was shot in the lighting it was it turned up gray on camera it was like a light gray you could barely tell it was even blue so what i figured out and i'd, I'd be better at it now but i was just learning uh just how did i went and just highlighted your shirt basically and made it a, a brighter color blue Frame by frame. In the uh, yeah, and then I had to you know keep keep the bubble over yeah frame by frame. But it was it was fun. It was a good experience. It was like a you know it was like a very extremely miniature version of doing like a fucking like superhero movie or something with like a an effect. And on Henry it. Cavill had his mustache in Superman. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, which even even YouTubers have done a better job at taking those mustache off and not look, making it look like horrifying. You seen that shit right? His mustache? No. Oh my. Um, well, they. Uh, Do I you know he, he had a he had a contract with uh, with so with Paramount. He was shooting Mission Impossible with uh, the new Mission Impossible. With, and they uh, thought it would take too long to grow back in, right? He, he, he was contractually it. obligated to keep the mustache. Like Paramount put their foot down and basically just to say "f you" to WB when they came went to do reshoots for Justice League. And uh, I thought that it was he that he had at the whole movie, so it was just reshoots. No, yeah, just in the reshoots. Oh, uh, I'd heard the whole movie that he had the mustache on. Well, the funny part about that is that most of the movie was uh, was reshot. It's a very famously like uh, slapdash together movie. Oh, they brought in a new director. And, most uh, of our movie was not reshot. We only. I guess it was the. Oh, sorry. I got a. <laughs> we reshot. We we reshot one sequence. No, one shot. Yeah, we only had one shot, and then we dubbed one other shot, and that was it. Really. Good uh, for us. 
Yeah. Uh, playing an advertisement. What's the time of in Hollywood? Got to see that. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, this is a loud person. They're loud. I just want to, uh. So, look at that on the left. Hit a loose. Take a with the anyway, I don't know. Huh. Um, it looked like poop. But anyway, um, so yeah, frame by frame, you did that because I had two different shirts. Um, in the very beginning of the film, everything I'm wearing was two sizes too large. And as it went on, I had written down in the shot list, okay, at this point, I'm going to shave more of my face. So we don't have to do what they did with Henry Cavill. Mm. Um, so the first thing that I did was I shaved... Um, I had everything shaved except for, like, right here. There's more fuzz. I shaved that off to refine the sideburns. And then I think the next thing, the next step was changing the lighting and then combing my hair and then wiping off the bad makeup and having better makeup put on. And then it was the buttons and then the shirt. Did you do that? Uh, and then I the gelling my hair. That was the final thing. I forget. Like, oh, no, shirt there... was the last. I forgot. Shirt was the last. So you end up pretty much becoming, you're like molting throughout. Yeah. The, the dirty schlub was being influenced the most by, by Sophia to do her bidding. Yeah. And then as you slowly became nicer, I mean, or uh, as you slowly became more of your own individual. Yeah. You, uh, your physical appearance looked better. Exactly. I wanted it to be that he does, Timothy does learn some things from Sophia. I mean, she gives him confidence and he learns things from Will as well. Um, so he does grow and learn, but with growing and learning, you also learn what you want to do. And in the end, he, he agrees with them on certain things, but he can go against them on other things and go against them more strongly than he did in the beginning. And so, yeah, I did want to show that with the outfits. Um, and the color scheme with the film, the idea is blue is one side, red is the other side, which is you, and then she's purple, which is in the middle. Um, and that's why the painting in the background, if you look at it, it's more blue on the side where I am and more purple on the side where she is. Um, there's a brief moment when I'm bent over and you can see there's a blue pillow behind me and she puts her purple feather boa to the side to show the extremes of the colors on both ends sort of merging together when we sit closer. So this is this is the beauty of filmmaking, people. This yeah. is the stuff that you, that, you know, no one would ever think about, even dream to think about, like people who aren't in the film industry, like just how much thought goes into like every different thing. One thing I want to know, because you and I haven't discussed this yet, yeah. though, is um, how much time did it take to make the nut cracking sound effect? Oh, I, 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 I just pull it somewhere. That's a, that's another one of my favorite parts about editing is doing like fully stuff. Like even the, the, the couch squeaks, that's, that wasn't there. Our couch is squeak free if you want to sit on it. Um, it wasn't quite as synchronized. Yeah. Yeah. The squeaking didn't sound. Yeah. That was definitely all added in. And then you added in, you see, was it, oh, for the texting, you had to add in all of the sounds of our fingers on the phone. Wait, what are you typing? A walk in the park? No, Yeah, both I did just... record myself, because you can't find those sounds on the internet for some reason. Really? Um, I'm surprised. I couldn't. Probably something you have to pay for. You could pay for anything. The vibrating of the phones, that was added in. Uh, Any of the sounds that you hear with the doors, those were all added in. And another thing to go to, like, 
it was a great opportunity to learn some stuff. I had never done anything in After Effects before, so this uh, this film was a great opportunity for me to learn how to make texting effects. So texting effects, the split screen. Um, yeah, yeah, which was a, a homage to Kill Bill. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was what inspired it. Um, I mean, I know there's other films like Mean Girls did a really nice split screen, but you don't see it as often. And uh, just seemed like a good way that we could keep the camera on both of us at once. Yeah, it was fun. And you made it work really well. Um, well, you guys just had very because uh, those those are two different takes. Of those stuff, are of each side, but uh, but I yeah, mean, you guys that's were definitely shit, good so. to know. Yeah, so it's it isn't two different cameras running on both of us at once. So we recorded all of mine. Then we recorded all of Isabella's, and Justin matched it up, so it seemed like it was all done at once. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to match it up if you guys weren't, weren't, uh, weren't knowing the script and doing things pretty similar each time, which is which is good. Um, it's good to have a cadence. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it was a good opportunity, man, and and I thank you for for allowing me to get better at my craft. I thank you because that turned out really well. That's the thing about. You know, making stuff is like people, creators fumble sometimes over like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, but but what if it sucks? Mm-hmm. Um, or what if uh, I don't know? What if it doesn't win an Oscar or something? Yeah, it's like, but you gotta do it so that you can get better at it, exactly. so that the next thing is even better. Like it all builds on itself, it and does. that's that's what's uh, and it's so fun to be on a set, bro. Like set life. If you've never been on a movie, if you've never been on a movie set, it's uh, of any size. It's where everyone's just working together, symbiosis. We're like a, we're like an ant colony. You know, we're That's all a working. A group of people combining their strength to achieve a common goal, which is to tell a story. And everyone's just like, ooh, we're making pretend, we're having fun, and it's uh, it's, it's a, a good fun way time. to word it. Yeah. Um, that's uh that's why it's important to have um you know chill people to work with which generally most people are because people who are in this industry especially people who are you know making a short film for free on a, on a weekend you gotta really love that shit and uh we did yes. and it was a lot of fun it was a lot of laughs and uh it was definitely worth it worth it all around even with the one guy Who's the one guy? Oh, that crazy director fuck? It almost did not happen with me in the leading role um, because a couple days before I was one person short and I was like, I can do it with a small group of people, but I need at least one more person. And I didn't have anyone to run the camera. Um, And I was thinking, like, I know that I could do that, but I would have to find someone else to play the role. And I was wondering, okay, what's going to be more difficult, getting some random person to do the camera or getting some random person to play the role? So you were still um, up in the air about doing, playing? Like, yeah, thing. that was just a few days before when I found John. Uh, yeah, so it was a few days before, but I didn't want to stress out you or Bella. And I knew it was going to happen either way, especially since by that point I put in the money to get the film equipment. Um but I wasn't even sure if it would be me, so I had someone in my back pocket. I thought, if I need to, I'll call him, but I really don't want to, oh. especially because I knew he would have to learn all the lines a couple days before, and I wasn't sure whether he could do that or whether he could do the transformation the way that I was anticipating it. Um, and he also he did, he looked like Cary Grant, and I thought, though, I don't know how we're going to louse him up if this is how he naturally looks. I forget what Cary Grant looks like. He's a fucking stud. Yeah. Cary Grant? Do you know sounds, who Cary Grant is? Sounds pretty studly. Oh, dude! 
I do know this dude. Of course you know, you know Cary Grant. Um, we watched a... The only thing people don't like is that his chin looks like a butt. That's what I love about him. I That's, think he I would like be... I like chins that look like butts, too. <laughs> Sorry. I think he would... Uh, Cool. He is my pick if they were in the 1950s to make a serious Batman movie. Cary Grant. He has got the height. He's got the, the build. He was I, offered I um, uh, James Bond and turned it down. Ah. Uh, he, uh, I forget what movie we, we were watching. Yeah. And it was a class, and it was something, some kind of trippy mind thing where he becomes a younger man. You know what that's that was I called? I have not seen this one. Um, shit. This must was, have been like from the seventies or something. Dude, it was good. It was. Uh, I haven't seen any of his. Fr- I've the latest Cary Grant mm, film I've seen is like nineteen sixty-eight with Audrey Hepburn. Which interesting because the very first feature that she had was supposed to be a Cary Grant film, and he turned it down. Oh, really? Well, they gave it to Gregory Peck, and Gregory he said. I always got serious roles, and I know the only reason I'd ever get a comedy was because Cary Grant turned it down. And he said, the moment I got the script, I thought, okay, Cary Grant didn't accept this because he knew he would have a smaller role than the unknown person. And the unknown was Audrey Hepburn. Ah. See? um, I do like Audrey Hepburn. uh, I have have her cookbook with her recipes. And did I ever show you that? Oh, my gosh. So I have a cookbook with Audrey Hepburn's recipes, and um, she fucking loved pasta. Pasta was her favorite thing. She loved pasta. Oh. She made her so. sauce from scratch, which is why I need to grow tomatoes. Yeah. Because according to her son, you know, he was like, you know, you, you can make this any other way, but if you grow your own tomatoes, that's the way my mom made it. And I'm like... That's how Audrey Hepburn made it. Uh, that's how I have to make it. She, her favorite foods were um, pasta, pomodoro, and chocolate cake. Uh, that's a. Uh... She never wrote down the chocolate cake recipe though. Um, he didn't even know what it was after she died. He searched, and the way he finally found the recipe was the woman who he went on to marry. Her mother had it. And he said he tasted it, and he thought, this is it. The only difference is one ingredient. And he made that change, and he thought, okay, this is this is it. This is what my mother used to make. <laughs> Shit, well, the more you know. Um, that yeah. Was, that was your uh, Audrey Hepburn um, diet, the diet section. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, I guess that just Cary goes. Grant, uh, he'd your, your pick for Batman because. Oh, well, and, uh. He, he's just the perfect. He just looks like that. He looks like fucking classic Bruce Wayne. It, like I would imagine, like a like an older, wiser, um, like. And he's also just a, he's kind of a beefcake. But anyway, Audrey, a Audrey Hepburn he's was a, a fucking beefcake. That just shows you that you know, right place, right time type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's all there's such a, a luck aspect that goes into making it as an actor, as someone who's trying to do that myself. Um, and you know, just what you learn, like people with the exact same talent but not the same foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need his, you know, that opportunity and seizing that opportunity and Absolutely. being ready for that opportunity when it comes to you. There's so, so many things that have to fit into place. Yeah, which is why it's lucky that all of this fit into place because we did. I I did originally have um, cast and crew in mind three years ago uh, when we were going to be making it then, hmm. and it just there wasn't any time left. Like I think you. Well, I know I was graduating, and you were too, right? 
2016. That was, oh wait, no, 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 that was one year before. The leading lady I originally had was going to be graduating, and you and I were, I mean, the school year was nearly over by that uh, time. School being uh, Southern Illinois University, hence the Saluki love to alumni. I don't discussing, have uh, anything uh, on yeah, he's, he's got his Let's Make a Deal crew shirt. Woo. Big shot working in television. Uh, but but yeah. yeah, that was... Um, See, I remember the original reason why I wanted you and the person who I first had. Um, I don't know if you ever met Allison Lampy, did you? Don't know who that is. Um, shout out to Allison. <laughs> shout out to Allison. Um, I did actually text her when I found Isabella, and I just to let her know. Uh, um, but yeah, no, okay, I originally I wanted it because um, I knew what I liked about Allison as a performer is that she was someone who she had a lot of theater experience, and she was someone who could be. She would always have every line memorized, and she would be. She would create the character fully on the very first take, and she would maintain that throughout. And any other changes would be random things that I would ask as we went. And three years ago, I guess it was about four years ago now, or is it five years ago? Yeah, this would have been twenty. Uh, this would have been late 2015, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, summer of 2015, spring or summer. Uh, I know your style at that point is it would it would take a few takes before we would get to the golden one. But when we'd get there, like I knew, okay, this is it. This is the take that we need. I've since been working hard to become a one take wonder. Oh yes. <laughs> I just remember I thought the way out you two had such different styles, I thought I could imagine them combining very, very well in this. Or so her I knew- being very upset at me that I'm not getting my shit, shit together <laughs> um, to do no. the take. Because I remember we did a, we did a, it was a short with, a, with another Marla. actress, with Marla, yeah, and I was just like... That was the most dialogue I'd ever tried up to that point. Like I didn't, I didn't go very to school. dialogue heavy. Short. I didn't go to school to act. I went to film school and decided I wanted to act while I was in film school. So I just started acting in people's short films whenever I could. Um, and Evans, was, I've been in three now, three of them. Um, oh yeah, you're right. Um, which uh, that second one is not released yet. Um, but I know I need to do that. Like I've got it. I need to do that. Yeah, yeah, you do. I do. The time is now. The, Did I ever give that to you for your acting the reel? The future is now. I don't know if I have oh. that. Oh, yeah, I I, I'll, I'll give that to you if it's you still a, want it. I'm wearing purple in that as well, so your colors seem to be a theme with you. They do. I When I go home in October, I'm going to bring you that shirt, by the way. Oh, the... the yeah, you the, can the, have it. It's a sleeveless hoodie. I don't, I don't know if I can wear that unironically. Maybe I can. <laughs> it, those are popular now. But, yeah, it's true. I see a lot of Colin wears it a lot. Oh god! It looks douchey, but it looks sexy, so it works. Shout out to Colin. Shout out to Colin. Uh, oh, I wasn't saying he looks douchey. I was saying in general, like sleeveless hoodies look douchey, but they also look sexy. You look sexy, Colin. Good, good work, man. Um, um, yeah. So I remember it was difficult when I was. I mean, I knew that Justin was still perfect for the part, um, but I knew I'd need to have the right leading lady to offset your acting style. And it happened, the girl who's the makeup artist on the short, um, I met her on a project and I met someone who I at first thought was perfect for the role and I contacted her about it and ultimately it just did not work out. Um, And um, I met, I was on another short where I met Isabella, 
And uh, we were just talking and she happened to mention how she'd love to do comedy because she always gets cast in dramatic roles and that it just brings her down. And it, it it's really taxing, right? Like, I mean, I guess you'd be the better person to speak on that. Like when you go from dramatic role to dramatic role to dramatic role, it... I almost can, never get comedy. Are you down psychologically? It's a... Uh... I mean, me personally, I prefer to live my life not serious and joking around and and talking shit and being silly. So having, yeah, having to go to any kind of dark place or, Mm -hmm. you know, for an extended period of time. I mean, it's fun in its own way because, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you you know, you seem to get shit out and it's a good way to, way to let, let out, you know, pent up frustration or something. Um, or relive uh, uh, an event or something in your life and get over it through that way or something, some some type of way. I don't know. It's all about bringing yourself. And we're we're people. We got emotions, mm-hmm. and we got the you know. It's important to show the full range of emotions. Too many people are too afraid to truly express themselves. I agree with you. Um, and you know, I think if you're feeling a certain way, or if you you know, you just you know, you just be your you be your full self. I agree. Always. Yeah. And um, she. She, uh, well, Isabella, who's someone, I'd say she's her full self. Definitely. Just uh, casually talks about how she was in a haunted place. Yeah. Um, we should do I an mean, October I'm, one at some I'm, point. I'm, you and Isabella I mean, need to do one and just talk about all the places you've been. We've planned on it. That'll uh, <laughs> that'll definitely have to happen. Um, yeah, I'm going to get in touch with her because I, 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 that would be a perfect Coming Halloween soon. episode. Um, I've only, yeah, I love talking ghosts. Mm-hmm. And I think you do too as well. You're I do doing, love uh, talking ghosts. I do love talking ghosts. Um, um, but yeah, she she's her full self. And she mentioned to me at the music. We only spoke for a few moments. Um, she spoke to me about how she was tired of going from dramatic role to dramatic role to dramatic role and would love to do comedy. Um and I did not get her contact information before she left, but I found out the woman who I originally wanted um, wasn't interested in the role. And I thought, all right. Um, I contacted the producer, and the producer was able to give me Isabella's information. Contacted Isabella, and she remembered meeting me and remembered nothing about what we talked about because that's how short it was. And... Um, I said I wanted to meet with her to have, do a read-through and see if she was the right fit for the part. And um, she was perfect. And I just thought, okay. And um, I'd already spoken with Justin before, and you had said, you said you really wanted to do a comedy as well. Um, I for footage, man. Got to get a, all I had was like sad shit in my reel. <laughs> so it sad worked or out. angry shit. Sad or angry shit. Yeah. Sad and angry shit. Yeah, you don't want your life full of sad and angry shit. Oh, and uh, yeah, I got my on Actors Access that clip of the the the, the advice. It's called dumb jock advice. Is what I call it. Dumb jock advice. Yeah. And I'm like, no, bro, that's not how you look at the boobs. You gotta you get oh. stare right at them, or you know, act a little shy about it. That monologue. Um. Yeah. Uh, good. Good stuff, by the way, as well. Funny, uh... Oh, we rewrote that monologue. I forgot. Yeah, we, re- we rewrote that together, didn't we? Uh, I don't know. Did we? Yeah, because um, I wasn't sure exactly what order worked best, so we tried a few different orders. And I think in the end, I just said, okay, do whichever one feels funnier. Oh, well... It's been a while, I know. Yeah, I do remember that the uh, that my single take was fucking awful. Like, I, there's a, the shot of that, of that part just of my face, and, and I... You know, I, I I sucked hard on it, so I'm glad that there we shot that wide. And honestly, the the wide was nice because it got 
both of you guys. Yeah, two of us looking language. at each other. Uh, yeah, that was a good good thing to cut on. So I mean, when I was looking at the footage afterwards, I realized that most of the ones where we went on for several takes were all of my shots, and I was like, oh shit! Like I'd be like five takes in a row, and then Isabella would be three, and you'd be three, and I'm like, damn it. I mean, you're the main focus of the story, though, so... Yeah, but still, it's like five takes. I wrote the damn thing, and I know every line, but five different takes. I mean, you gave options. Oh, we have water. I I forgot we had water. Or is it vodka? It's not. I tried to make that a joke. It didn't work. Drinking coffee, I am. Yes. Um, Oh, you're better at that than me. Good, uh... Wasn't it? Oh my gosh, who's the one who voices Fozzie? Because he was the original voice for Yoda, right? Frank Oz? Yeah. Is that Fozzie? Fozzie, uh, Fozzie Bear? Yeah, Fozzie Bear. It's the same guy who voices Yoda. Oh, I don't know the Fozzie Bear voice. I don't know either. All I know is it's the same guy. Mm. According to my Spanish teacher, but that Spanish teacher sucked. I had two great Spanish teachers and one... Was that high school? Yeah. I haven't had a Spanish class since high school, unless you count dating someone who speaks Spanish as Spanish class. We should count that as Spanish oh. class. I had the bright idea of taking German in high school. Um, oh, and that's I, cool. It's cool, but I, being in Los Angeles now, I, I'm kind of kicking myself for not taking Spanish. Um, I could teach you. Like, my, my, my girlfriend's from Honduras, and God knows what she's saying about me sometimes. Mm. I don't even know. I need to, I need to know these things. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be very helpful. Uh, a lot more practical. Because I, I think I took it because my high school had had a eventual trip. Like a senior year or junior year, you could take a trip to Germany. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. And then I did it. And then I didn't even stay at that high school. So it was all from it. Continued in German, though. One of my best friends is from Germany as well. I actually, so that. it does work out. Uh, yeah, Reuven. Reuven Hockey. My Shout out to Reuven big, Hockey. Uh, He's six, six. He's, he's a he's a big boy. Um, big boy. We like big boys. That sounded sexual. Uh, well, sounded yeah. Sounded yeah. Sounded, sounded a little dirty. Yeah, sounded a little bit dirty. It's all right. Uh, this is it's it's late. We got we got words of Jaybird late night. It is late. Um, oh, it's getting right hey. Um, but yeah, so languages Spanish would be better. So anyway, I also had Spanish in in uh. In grade school, they like forced forced Spanish. Really, class, no one in our classes ever paid attention. And I remember we, uh, me and my friends, sixth grade, goofing off one one day. And the in the Spanish teacher, she was like a native Spanish speaker. I, she was from some South American country, but she stopped us because we were laughing in class. And I remember she was so angry and so sincere. She said it. She goes, "You know, laughing is so easy. It's so easy." we just fucking died as soon as she said that like laugh she says laughing is so easy and it was just it made us laugh like twice as hard wow yeah, i feel bad for your teacher now i'm sorry in fact i can't even remember the poor woman's name uh wow but, uh, yeah well my spanish laughing well, was easy i did have a spanish teacher in junior high we had spanish one day a week so None of us really learned that much because mm-hmm. it's one day a week. And we later found out that she maybe was not that good at teaching Spanish because the letter J is pronounced how we pronounce the letter H. Mm-hmm. And she did not know that. <laughs> so we found out the next year when we had a better Spanish teacher and we were like, wait, what? 
But I had a great Spanish teacher in high school on this one day. So we're sitting there and keep in mind, there's like a window. There's a huge window on the side of the classroom and she's talking and she's like, okay, class, I'm going to talk in English. Now I'm going to talk in Spanish and you will translate my words into English. Hola, clase. Me gusta la hamburguesa. Me gusta la el refresco. Me gusta... Oh, my gosh. 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 And we're all like, what, senora? Are you okay? And she went... Did anyone see that? Did anyone else see that? Those birds out there were mating. Oh. <laughs> and we're like, um, what? And the one kid in the class who just wants to mess with her is like, are you sure? Are you sure that you weren't just seeing things? And she's like, I am very sure. That one, I need to get away from the microphone because I'm going to be loud. I am very sure. That one, it jumped off of the branch onto the other bird. And the branch just started moving up and down. Like, look at how ruffled their feathers are. And then there's a pause, and she realizes she's still teaching, and she goes, oh, <laughs> oh my classe. The birds, they say, oh, me gusta la primavera. Back to class. Me gusta el refresco. And everything just continued like nothing happened. So that's my experience in Spanish. That's that's very memorable experience. I've never told Walter that story. I should really do that. <laughs> She should know that. Ligia should know that, too. You should continue telling that story to the end of time. I will. Um, why did I mention German. German? The The reason I even brought up German uh, originally was, uh, so I had class in high school. Second high school, it was, like, way, like, chiller. We didn't learn jack shit pretty much. Because, like, the first semester of high school was all spent, like, preparing for our Oktoberfest. And that was, like, when each level of German would take, put, put on a play. Mm-hmm. So German was uh, my first uh, class, an opportunity to ever act in my life. Really? We, we put on Young Frankenstein in oh, German. Like, we could read we could read cards if we needed to. So I, I had kids. That's but, cool. Uh, but I got to play, like, five different roles. And that was my first time ever performing and just really... Because I, I was doing... Which five? Uh, I'm going to guess forget, you were the general. I forget names. Yeah, I was the general with the, with the arm. Of I course. Arm. I yeah. knew uh, that you would be the general. Um, and then just random stuff. I was a doctor at the beginning where I brought doctor. in... Uh, um, there's a dude who comes in on, on Frankenstein's class. I forget. Oh, uh, yes, like No, little, I know who you mean. The uh, one with bristle, the big nose. Grizzled monologue. I'd probably do a better voice now, though. Um, and then, uh, you know, like, random stuff. Like, I was a train train conductor who goes, Ale Einsteigen! I remember, because I just had a long beard. But anyway, it was it was my, uh, <laughs> yeah. Was all different, I got to wear all different kinds of uh, clothes and shit. And, I could see you liking and that. And get on, get on stage and, you know, make people laugh. So, uh, it's fun to kinda, make people laugh. That was the, my first experience with the acting bug. I didn't get to do plays in high school because it was all strength basketball season. So, oh, um, that sucks. Yeah, and well, mu- plays were in the fall. That was basketball season. Musical theater was in the wind in, in the in the second sem- uh, last semester. So, I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. And I, don't, I still don't think I'm ready for that. Musical mm, theater and plays yeah. is a little is it's it's a step too far for me. Nah, I'm it, not ready for that. At least as is. Did you see the Cats trailer? No, I hear people talking about it's it. It's unsettling, though. bro. 
It's it's like it's kind of creepy. After this podcast, I would love to watch it with you. You want to watch it now? Ah, uh, fuck it. Let's watch yeah, it now. Let's watch it now. Gonna uh, watch it now. Be freaked out because it is. It's it's. Is strange. it like what, like Cats the musical? Cats the musical. Do you know Cats the musical? I do. I, I watched don't know it very well at all. Oh, you've never seen it? I mean, I've never seen it all the way through. I've seen it in chunks. Okay. You you got. It's weird. Okay. It's two two and a half. Oh, uh, that's good boys. That, I want to see that badly as well. Um, okay. Like. Oh, the so they don't want it to look like it's a play. They want it to look like it's legit. Well, how legit could it look? They're just like basically photoshopping human faces on anthropomorphic well, I mean, cats. It's like the Cat in the Hat movie. Uh, See, like that's what's acid. throwing me off. It's, uh, Is it, it feels like something that's meant to look like a play. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, and they, they do, you know... Oh, Judy Dench? Yeah. Is that Janelle Monet? Um, Judy Dench and Janelle Monet. Let's see here. Cats, IMDb. Isn't that just weird? Song Wiggle? Is that what everybody has? Yes. You know it. I'll play it for you later. Okay, I do like her. She's like. Although I don't know if she can sing. Like. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I feel like it could, it can work. I mean, if they create their own style, it's difficult to do that, though, is the thing. And the question is, can they succeed in creating their own style where you know they don't actually look like cats, but it's representative enough? It's difficult to do that and make it work. I just think the CGI is bad. I don't like the effect on that they're doing. Like, I think... If anything, they should have gone with practical suits, you know? Like, put them actually in some fur and, you know, make them put makeup on and prosthetics. Because just photo imposing, superimposing a human's face on, you know. Well, some man. of that's practical. The trouble is, I can't tell how much is practical and how much isn't. Um, and that's what confuses me. To me, it looks like. It looks like, to me, they're wearing, like, motion capture suits. They, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in Beauty and the Beast, when they did that, the thing is they had practical effects for him, and then they did CGI over it. Yeah. And I wish they would have left it at practical, because it... 
I feel like it, it takes something away when you do CGI where it's unnecessary. Like depends what your budget is, right? Like, are you willing to drop the box for some something that looks like? The best effects are the ones that you can't tell are effects. Exactly. Obviously. And you can tell that that's a face superimposed on the cat body. Like, there's some... I've seen superhero movies where they do, you know, CGI suits. It looks like an Instagram filter is what yes. bothers me. Like, yes, it yes. looks too soft. Her face looks like a cloud. And yes, I know that cats have soft faces, but you see fur. That's doesn't look like fur, but it doesn't look like oh. skin. Her face looks like a cloud, and no one actually looks like that. Lots of, uh, lots of direct light in that as well. Um, which probably makes it look even less realistic. Um, but even uh, so, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Did you see? Uh, did you see Lion King, the the remake? Uh no. I just got. Are you a fan of Lion King? Like, yeah, the animated, the animated one. So I just I just got back from it a, like a few hours ago. Yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. It's a, uh, it's. It's almost a shot-for-shot remake of, of the animated one, but That's real nice. life. But it's uh, it's uh, I didn't think that the effects would hold up. I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about you know, animals talking, and I think they totally made it work. Yeah. Um, it looks very uh, it didn't there was no human element to the faces or anything. It was just straight animals talking. It was like watching a like a National Geographic or a, a Planet Earth type of thing. I mean, I'll give them credit from the clips that I saw, the fact that, you know, animals don't have as much facial um, expression as the cartoons would, so they had to do more with the animals' bodies. So from the clips that I saw, I'll give them credit. They had to put more thought into that. It was like, uh, there's some shots that that obviously stuck stuck out like a sore thumb, but, uh, like, the reason, I swear they... Ah! They made it look like most of the movie was uh oh that's, that's the animated one. Um, Can we keep him? Yes, this is Timon. That's the part him. that I saw. So the lighting oh, technique they used was top. basically they We're wanted to have they don't have things in direct light a lot. Like throughout the whole movie, hmm. they ha- would have like half of if not like a th- at least a third of the character in some sort of shadow. It's like they shot they made it seem like they shot within like four hours of sunrise or four hours of sunset. Yeah. Um, throughout the whole movie, which which uh. You know, not having the CGI animals in direct light allows in, and also having the same shadow pattern throughout the whole whole scene. You know, like rocks have the same type of shadow on it, and uh, the ground, mm-hmm. and it kind of made a better uh, trick the eye enough to make it seem like you know they really fit in. Oh, that's um, smart. I uh, I was that's pretty much how the whole movie was. I I really I really dug it. Like that's begging for scraps. That's. And it looked just as good on the big screen, like just from the the trailer. Let's see, like there's no, there's shadows. They're in the darkness. They're all they're in shade. They're not showing full. But it's like what is in light is is furry enough. That's smart. It just just works. It just really worked for me. I was I dug it. I dug it a lot. And honestly, like you know, it's a nostalgia trip for sure for kids who grew up watching it. But those Mufasa scenes, um, also with James Earl Jones returning, the only returning cast member. Um, Who was he in the original? Mufasa. Uh, that makes sense. Um, that makes sense. Very, uh, I mean, I cried. I teared up. I teared up. Like, there's like three major scenes where, you know, he gives his son the, the talk and the motivation or whatever. It's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. The, it's a great message still, this movie. Well, the interesting um, thing is that one was, um, 
I met one of the people who worked on it, and she said all of us who were on this B-movie called King of the Jungle at the time, it was a slap in the face, and that was basically the sign from the Disney studio that you were not one of the chosen ones um, if you were working on that one. No one wanted to work on that one. King of the Jungle? Which, What's that? Lion King. That's what that ended up being? Yeah. Oh. It was this B-movie called King of the Jungle with no human characters in it that no one wanted to be on. And if you were working on that, that was a sign that they didn't think that you were that talented. The one everyone wanted to be on was the one that they knew would be the big hit, which was Pocahontas. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, dude, the, the music in it is still great. Those songs oh, it's are, wonderful. are very good. Um, Basic, well, and she said it worked out well for them because then everyone who worked on The Lion King was very popular then because Lion King was the bigger movie. Dude, I was obsessed with The music is great. I used to have a whole, I had a box which had every character in it, like a figurine mm. and like some new stuff. Um, did yeah. they still leave in the remember, remember, remember who you are when he sees his father's ghost? Yes. Yes, dude. And, and they do it in a photo. It's photorealistic. So they do, they, he's still in the clouds. He's still, but it's like, it's like spoilers. Thunder clouds. You've seen the movie. It's the same movie. Um, it's like thunder in the clouds. It's dark yeah. and thundering. But the lightning shows the outline of Mufasa. Oh, that's clever. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You could have told me, like, I know they didn't shoot it like this, but it looks like they went out to Africa and shot, like, all the locations. And then, mm. you know, sometimes it seemed like the characters were superimposed in there when the few times it wasn't direct light because it's hard to fake still. But for the most part, the, it, the visuals were great. Um, and the only uh, – a few of the actors – Seth Rogen took me out of the movie every time he appeared. Was he plays he? Pumbaa. Yeah. Um, and he is the only member of the cast who can't sing, like, at all. Oh, uh, they didn't so, dub him? So doing during Hakuna Matata, they, they literally, like – He's like at one decibel, and he even cuts out some words early. Like it was mostly Timon singing Hakuna Matata. I mean, that's uh, probably smart. Um, but it's just, and it's Seth Rogen, so it just sounds like Seth Rogen, and he still does <laughs> laugh. Uh, um, so you can just, it's just like uh, Seth Rogen playing a word hog versus like you know the character. I don't even know Simba. who was the original. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, either, I know Nathan Lane but was sang, Timon. And the I can't imagine Seth Rogen singing. And uh, yeah, and he didn't actually. The two two of the main Timon and Pumbaa songs, he only sang Hakuna Matata very low. The other two scenes where there were songs, he he was he literally said the lyrics. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. It's yeah. probably better than having him really belt it. Well, for what it's worth, everyone else in the in the cast was great at singing, and the song sounded fantastic. Um, John Oliver is Zazu, great choice. I dug it. I'm surprised at how much I dug it. I'm glad I've been able to express that. <laughs> you should go see it. If you if you liked it, keep hitting the goddamn mic. Um, if you liked it, you should go see it. That's All good. right. Fairly noted. This is a good movie for nowadays, you know, learning about nature or seeing the beauty of nature and how important it is to, to protect it and to preserve it because... You know, there's there's definitely a future that exists where lions, tigers, zebras, giraffes, elephants aren't existing in this world. And the only way that we're going to get to see them is if we conjure them up on a computer and put them in a movie, you know, unless we get our shit together. Yeah, and start we taking need to care do that. Taking care of the planet. So this is, um, this is a good time for this film to be out. And it's about 
you know, people of all different species, animals coming together and, you know, working together. You know, yeah, that's the true. Of life. Yeah, they all need to be functioning as a whole in order for it to work. And I like the idea... I forgot. Like, there was, there's some layered shit in, in Lion King. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, the Scar... The reason they don't like Scar running it thing is because they're, they're over-hunting the... the Pride, the Pride Lands, and there's no food for anyone, you know. So and don't, he, well, I don't guess just it was kill, a... just to, don't just take things just because you can have them. No, have some self restraint, goddammit. Yeah, then, no, there needs to be balance for everything. And in well, it was deleted, but in one of the scenes, it was um, they were telling him that he would be more popular if he had a queen, and so he started pursuing Nala. Uh, in the original script, that's why she runs into Simba. Is he banishes her unless she marries him? And she runs away, and that's when she runs into Simba. That was in the original okay. script. I mean, you have to assume that Scar was banging all them, all them lionesses. It's just, it's just Scar and a bunch of and lion chicks. There's no other dudes in the pride. I mean, I think. Oh, oh, oh! Really? I, I yeah. Think, I think they're his, man. What other guys are there? Yeah, there aren't any other. Lions. At least uh, just, just I don't lions. know about the car. I don't remember about the cartoon, but at least in the in today. No, there's none. No, other no others. None that I can think of. So, Scar was a uh, Scar was running shit and getting it in. I know sure. that they did um, fix most of the errors that were in the original regarding things that are not actually seen in Africa. Oh yeah. Um, with the exception of red ants, um, because apparently the red ants played an important role in the plot at some point in the remake. I don't remember what it was. Um, it did bother me, though, with the, what they changed for how Simba was baptized. Um, because the point of his baptism is, you know, first they break the fruit over his face and then they cover it with dust. And the idea being first you are born and eventually uh, you will die. Yeah, they took the fruit out. They took it out and they changed it to um, the entire thing being like a red powder, which I understand it's because apparently that fruit's not native to Africa. <gasps> but the idea is, yeah, the fruit is you're born and uh-huh. the dust is you will die. That's It's the circle of life, which is what they sing about mm-hmm. right afterward. That's the whole point of that sequence. That's a good catch. And that just reminded me of something I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. They, they took out, they're missing the Rafiki scene. Like, Rafiki has his one-on-one with Simba and, yeah. like, kind of points him in the direction of his father's ghostly wisdom. But mm. there's no, uh, my, one of my favorite parts of the original was when he, when he's, like, he hits him in the head. He's like, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Ow. Jeez. What was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just realized that, that, that wasn't was, in the movie. I wonder I'm pissed why it about wasn't that. there. Wow. They don't have that in the movie. I wonder what else they didn't have. Well, for one thing, um, Rafiki doesn't have a tail. He had a tail in the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, They didn't actually know what species he was. They thought he was a a baboon, but the original drawings were a different animal entirely. Oh, shit. And so that's why they had to change it, because there is no animal that looks like Rafiki. Damn. He has a face like... um, I forget the name of it, actually. He has a face like another animal, but baboons have tails. And they got confused, and they drew him as, like, a blend of both. Mm. And they refer to him as a baboon in the original. And he's not a baboon, because that's not a baboon's face. Learn something new every day. Well, now I'm pissed. Uh, that sequence I was telling you about, remember, remember, remember who you are, mm-hmm. that wasn't supposed to be in the movie originally, mm-hmm. either. Um, because Mufasa was supposed to tell Simba something very important. Um 
when the two of them are having a one-on-one near the beginning of the movie. And the idea was, well, the woman who wrote it, um, Brenda Chapman, people should follow her online. She wrote and directed Brave. She went on to do that. Oh, she Among wrote, many she wrote other Lion things. King and then wrote and directed She Brave. wrote parts of Lion King. They have teams of writers. Mm-hmm. She also wrote parts of Beauty and the Beast as well. Huh. And her husband uh, directed Enchanted, among various other projects. Um, King of Egypt was her directorial debut. But anyway, Prince of Egypt. I'm sorry, I'm getting tired. But anyway, um, that sequence in The Lion King, the idea was that the Mufasa was supposed to reference the important thing he told to Simba. And they told her that. And she said, okay, great. Tell me what it is and I'll write it in this scene. And she said, they told me we don't have that scene written yet. And she said, that's great, but if you want me to reference it, you need to tell me what that, what he's saying so I can reference it. And they said, okay, but we don't have it written yet. And she said, fine, when do you need my scene by? And they said, well, we need your scene by the end of the week. And I said, okay, but I can't write my scene if I don't have the part that you want me to reference. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we still need yours by the end of the week. And she said, okay. So she said, I wrote some dialogue and the week was coming to a close and I had to turn mine in, but they still didn't have what they needed me to have. So she said, so I wrote remember and then I just left a blank and then remember and I left a blank and I thought, okay, I can't leave a blank a third time. So uh, remember who you are. And she submitted it that way and they recorded it that way and um, they never ended up writing the lines and they never even wrote whatever it was for him to reference. So in the final version, it says, remember, remember, remember who you are. And they just left it that way. Dope. Hmm. That's it. That's all I got. Fucking, Sorry, man, how, I'm fading. No, how many, decision, how many decisions are made in, in production that are just, you know, it's a, a product of just like, I don't want to deal with this. You figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it worked it out pretty well. It happens a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's a. John Favreau directed that. What? Yeah. He's. He's qu- quickly become in my top three favorite directors. Interesting. Um, he, you know, he did uh, Elf, which is a. Oh, he's done some great films. Wrote, wrote Swingers, which is a great movie. Um, uh, was in Rudy. Um, That's why Chef throws me off so much. Chef. For such a talented guy, that one. Oh, you didn't dig Chef? The first half hour bothers me. Everything oh. else is great. First half, well, it's got some great parts. The first half hour bothers me, um, editing-wise. Ah, I see. Um, yeah, there was, some, there was some editing. There was two instances where I would have flipped a, a couple scenes in The Lion King. Um, I just thought they, they were out of order. It seemed like the story progressed. Like, they do the Hakuna Matata where the, they do the time skip where Simba gets big. Mm. grows up. The very next scene they show, okay, here's the fallout. This is Scar discussing with the lionesses and they're like, we're not going to follow you and then that scene takes place next. But in chronolo- chronologically, like, they clearly have that conversation like right as Scar comes back after Simba. Right? Really? But, yeah. Oh. So like that scene happens. I'm like, oh, that seems like a weird spot to have that. Like this seems like this conversation should have happened already. Especially if you have it just following a montage. Yeah. So I don't know. And there was one other scene where I was just like, yeah, that seems like it also should have happened before the time step. But whatever. Great movie. And John Favreau um, is a boss director, you know, directed Iron Man. Oh, I didn't they, know that. Um, where they 
only had an outline for a script. Like they, they started producing the movie with just the outline and him, Robert Downey Jr., Jeff Bridges and the various producers that were on the movie were writing scenes on the day as they went. And it was like a big budget student film where they basically just, you know, figured it out as they went and it ended up being this huge and became, you know, Iron Man, who was Iron Man before that first movie, knowing Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, no, yeah. no one cares. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Avengers and all those movies don't happen without John Favreau. But Chef um, came out after Iron Man 2 where he reportedly had uh, – he lost a lot of creative control mm-hmm. in the second movie. So like I took his making of Chef and how the whole plot is about, you know, uh, the, the head chef in the kitchen, you know, imposing his menu upon him as of like a, an allegory for his experience in the sense. studio system being that being told sense. you know what that. ingredients to use and how we want our food and you know don't don't get too fancy with it so he goes back to his roots and fuck it I'm going to make a food truck I'm going to be an indie I'm going to that does make do sense in retrospect um so that's what I liked about chef and also maybe super hungry yeah no, it delicious. does that it does um, he's got a show he made a reality show called chefs or something to that degree where he's he's involved with cooking food on Netflix now John Favreau I think he brings in celebrities in the group. yeah I'm not surprised I could imagine um, him doing that uh, yeah I, 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 I dig him I dig him a lot he's so, a he's a, um, an inspiration of mine someone who's an actor and also writes and makes badass movies and is creating the first ever Star Wars live action show yeah. Okay. It's a long way from swingers, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm really fading fast. Uh, well, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, what's the best way to do that? Um. Well, I don't know. It's wrap it up. Thanks for coming, dude. <laughs> it, was nice, it was nice talking. Um, Hell yeah. We uh, find um, the the short film first date is now live on Evan's YouTube channel, oh. which is uh, wh- wh- what is it? What's your YouTube? Oh, I think it's just my name, Evan Swike. Evan Swike. Think it that's is, uh, it. Go to Evan Swike, youtube.com slash Evan Swike, or whatever it ends up being. There'll be a link in, in the bio. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming. Hell and, yeah. Um, that wraps it up for this uh, this episode of Words of Jaybird. Thanks for sharing words with me, my friend. Hell yeah. Until next time. Woo.